Uh, we're going to be in 1 Corinthians 3.18 this morning. <clears throat> My message calls is called, Who's Fool? 1 Corinthians 3.18. Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you seems to be wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. <clears throat> the biggest problem in Corinthians was worldliness. Uh, and Paul's letter to the Corinthians was corrective in nature, but it also, uh, uh, he, he demanded that the fellowship with the uh, unrepentant uh, believers be broken. Uh, he said, just break, break fellowship with those who, who won't repent. Uh, in a church, uh, the biggest, uh, in that church, uh, the biggest problem was worldliness, and uh, once one, one member uh, is allowed to be worldly, uh, it's not too hard for other members to start following suit there, and uh, Paul realized this, and uh, he called it out. So I thought about, you know, uh, somebody calling me out and uh, how I might respond to that because the Bible tells us if we have a problem with a brother or pro brothers in sin to, to let them know about it individually. We should let them know about it. And I just wondered how I would take that if somebody came to me and told me, you know, James, I've, I've noticed you're struggling with a sin. And uh, he's, I, I want you to realize that, and I want you to, to repent. And it's hard to say that uh, you would be mad about it uh, if you were uh, in fellowship with God at the moment, because if somebody loves you enough to point that out, that's a good thing. That's not a, not a horrible thing, but most of the time we hear that happening, that people get upset about it, and, uh, you know, a uh, little squabble starts, and before you know it, you got a mess, but... Uh, churches are getting further and further away uh, from pointing out the faults of members. We've, we've gotten away from that, the, gotten away from disciplining uh, members, and I think that's because of the great desire of the world to convince, uh, convince us that, that there's categories like uh, uh, right and wrong, male and female, good and bad. Uh, there's a great desire, uh, everybody's trying to convince that red's actually blue when red's always been red. Uh, illegal becomes legal. Uh, now you can st uh, steal or $950 in California without going to jail for it. I mean, stuff like that just, just pushes people further and further away from God. Uh, these are all schemes of the devil. And the world is buying into it in bulk. I mean, it, it just is. In Genesis 3, 2 through 5, Eve uh, explained that the Lord said for them not to eat of the tree in the midst of the garden because it brought death. Yet Satan said, you will not surely die. Satan took God's truth and convinced Eve that she would remain a fool if she didn't eat. And then followed by the biggest lie of all, you will be like God. What they didn't realize was they were already like God. They were immortal. They, they were clothed in God's glory. Uh, they had, you didn't have to worry about a single thing. They didn't have to worry about uh, death, where food was going to come from. They were uh, the closest thing to God that there's been uh, on this earth. <clears throat> John eight forty four. Satan says Satan was a murderer before the beginning, or from the beginning, 
and does not stand in the truth. Because there is no truth in him, he speaks a lie. He speaks from his own resources, for he is a, a liar and the father of it. So if the scripture says there's a plain as day that there's no truth in him, only deception, uh, it's easy to, to look at Adam and Eve and see that now, but they couldn't see it. God told them that they couldn't see uh, that it was wrong, but, but, you know, the devil convinced them it was okay. Ten states in the U.S. have what's now called a non-binary birth certificate. Uh, these are for people who don't identify with a gender that falls within the traditional male or female category. That confused me a little bit because a child doesn't know if it's going to be male or female. Uh, God chooses that for them, so how can we predetermine that a child is going to be confused with their sexuality? It's taking the... Uh, taking the rights away from that child. Uh, I grew up in a different age. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't, uh, uh, our parents, uh, whatever we were, they tried to make us the best version of that, that person and uh, things are not, not exactly like that anymore. <clears throat> Children are naturally uh, misdirected now, uh, which causes unnecessary confusion and hardship on the child. I can't tell you how many times I've heard of uh, kids uh, going to school and saying things that they've heard their parents say and uh, the school having to adhere to, to what they say because they want to be different. But they don't even understand what the difference is. <clears throat> we keep uh, expecting more from the world, but I hate to crush everyone's expectations, but the world is God's enemy. James 4, 4 says, Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. I think of, uh, as a church, we, we can trust our pastor. We voted him in unanimously, and I think most churches have the same opinion, but uh, now retired Pastor Tim Keller of Manhattan's megachurch had an average weekly attendance of over 5,000 in 2017. He made this statement, the first chapter of Genesis cannot be taken literally because it's written as a historical prose. Narrative, uh, so a historical prose is uh, uh, written as the truth, or not written as the truth, it's written as a story. Uh, he followed that comment with, uh, I don't even know anybody who's a biblical lyrist, literalist, uh, meaning you can't take the Bible literally. <clears throat> I've questioned myself uh, uh, about the validity of God's word, and I've never read a scripture of, that I was confused whether or not God wanted it in the Bible or, or questioned whether or not it was the truth. Uh, the God, Titus says that uh, two two says that God can't lie. God doesn't even have the ability to tell a lie. <clears throat> and I'm not real sure how you would go about breaking that to the church about telling them that the Bible's not really the truth. Uh, Tim Keller was not only calling God's word into question, but misguiding thousands of people. And thousand, five thousand people, you would think there would be one man or woman that would question that pastor for saying the Bible isn't true. 
you would think there would be one among them. Isaiah 32, 6 through 7 says, for the, foolishness, for the foolish person will speak foolishness, and his heart will work iniquity to practice ungodliness, to utter error against the Lord, to keep the hungry unsatisfied, and he will cause the drink of the thirsty to fail. And the schemes of the schemer are evil. He devises wicked plans to destroy the poor with lying words. Despite who tells you the word of God isn't true, it remains eternal. It's always true. It's always been true. It was true the day it was written. It's going to be true at the end of the world. It will continue to be true. I wonder sometimes how God looks down on this earth and the things that are going on right now. And he has the patience to despise our foolishness, despise the things that we continue to do wrong, that he's still willing to call, call people to Christ and, and we can still call on Christ for repentance. In fact, 2 Peter uh, 3.9 says, The Lord's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Until we're, we're, we're raptured, it's our job to carry that message, that same exact message. It's our job to let everybody know that Christ is alive and the grace that he provides to all will save them from the only other place besides heaven. If I called for the fools to come down, I, I, I'm kind of certain that uh, not many people would, would walk down the aisle here. And uh, I, I started thinking about, uh, as I thought about fools in, in, in the Bible here, I, I started thinking about a, a second grade experience that I'd had. And we, uh, we had a, a preacher's wife uh, named Miss Johnston, uh, and there was a boy named Jeffrey in our class, and he was a, he was a jokester. He always wanted, to, wanted people laughing, and so he was always getting in trouble. And I, I, I'm not even really sure what uh, particular thing he had done in class, but uh, Miss Johnson's called out, uh, Jeffrey, are you a fool? And she said, you get up here right now. And I mean, she wore him out up there in front of everybody. And uh, I laughed, so then I got wore out. No, wasn't, wasn't real smart on my part, I don't think. But. Jesus told us that we would face tribulations, and John 16, said, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I've never experienced uh, speaking to a person... Uh, that doesn't know God, and uh, uh, in fact, I've, I've spoken to people that don't know God, and uh, the way they uh, respond back to you is all, often like they, they feel ashamed or, or they feel sorry for you because you, you're so ignorant to believe that. And uh, when, when you get that response, uh, Rebecca's a little better at it than I am, but I get angry. And uh, of course, that's, that's not what God wants me to do is get angry, but... Uh, it's not enjoyable if somebody uh, starts, uh, I, I guess, uh, doubting your belief. But, you know, people all over the world are doubting, doubting Christians right now. So it's the worst it's ever been in history, to my knowledge. And uh, I don't know that it's going to get any better. But <clears throat> I've been in situations uh, where I've been asked a question by an unbeliever, and I've been not able to answer it. 
And uh, that's almost embarrassing is uh, me having to try to keep my mouth shut sometimes uh, whenever uh, they respond with, with, with a negative response. But God calls us to know his word. And uh, Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. The world sees Christians as fools. But they also saw Noah was a fool when, until the rain came. Proverbs 10.21 says, The lip of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of wisdom. Psalms 14.1 and 53.1 both say, The fool in his heart has said there is no God. I got to thinking about that this week, and I, I remembered a, a girl that I'd hired back before I had my stroke. She was uh, uh, interviewed her. She was starting her freshman, freshman year at UCA. She was uh, excited. She was uh, just, just a great person. Uh, I always asked about uh, interest and religious affiliations whenever I interviewed. Uh, not that I could say anything about their affiliation. But uh, this girl was a professing Christian. She was well-spoken, and she was just, just extremely kind. She was just so kind. In fact, I, I quickly promoted her to management, uh, which I usually didn't do because, uh, you know, college people going to college graduate, so they move on. And uh, her sophomore year, I began to notice that she was changing. And I asked her, I said, hey, where are you, uh, where are you going to church uh, here in Conway? And she said, I'm not, I'm not going to church anymore. And I said, well, why aren't you going to church? And she said, uh, well, I, was, uh, I don't really have those same beliefs anymore. She said, I was misguided before, but I understand now. She explained that her professor had taken the time to explain how things had uh, come to be as they are over time and how that we've continued to evolve as a species through time. I asked her if... Uh, if evolution was uh, a theory or a fact. And she saw where I was going with that, so she said, you know, I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. And at that point, if somebody tells you that, you can't continue to talk about it. So after, uh, after I had my stroke, I kind of would look, look at people on Facebook and see what they were doing. And I noticed that she had uh, shaved her head and began to wear black lipstick and all black clothing. She tattooed both sides of her head. Uh, now, keep in mind, this, this girl was just a sweet and innocent girl whenever she started the school as a freshman, and she started hanging out with other questionable people, and uh, there was almost no, no resemblance of her after the first year of college. <clears throat> and I looked her up this week on Facebook as I was uh, writing this message, and I want to share a couple of her posts here. Dear everyone, if you oppose, oppose birth control, don't use it. If you don't believe in evolution, don't study it. If you don't like abortion, don't have one. If you don't want to marry someone of the same sex, don't. But you have no right to tell others how to live, learn, or love. That statement would be true uh, uh, if... We didn't have the Lord. If she, she told us that to me, I wouldn't be able to argue with her. But the, but the Word of God clearly says these things are wrong. Evolution's covered in Genesis 1. Abortion, Exodus 20, 13. Same-sex marriage, Leviticus 18, 22. 
<clears throat> then there was a post, and I don't know if he was able to get this picture on here or not, but uh, it came from Antichrist Dreams with Queer Satanic Themes. <clears throat> and it's got a picture of a possum on it, and it says, Our God is a possum God. <clears throat> now, this may be uh, funny to some people online, I'm not sure, but the statement uh, below it said, God must be playing dead. And what what uh, what they mean by this? I don't know how many of y'all have ever been around possums, but they're similar, very similar to a, a fainting goat. If you go out there and you kick at them or whatever, they they have an involuntary response to playing dead. And uh, <clears throat> so this was uh, uh, when they play dead. Predators won't won't eat a dead animal. A predator won't, but uh, something else will come along and eat a dead animal. But predators won't eat them. But uh, this picture was a uh, poke at God for not acting on the uh, current state of affairs in the United States right now. The sin is going on, the chaos, and uh, oh, he's got a picture of it up there now. And I, I think that's uh, uh, that's a sad thing to to even uh, to even say. But if I were to call this individual on the phone and say, "Hey, that's wrong for you to have that up there. You need to take that, that down. That's silly. Get that off of there." How do you think she'd respond to that? That'd go over about like a lead balloon. Uh, and and I'm, I'm real bad about jerk reactions. I'm horrible about jerk reactions. And uh, uh, my wife's a lot more thoughtful and uh, uh, normally handles it well, but I, I want to handle it immediately, which is not always the right thing to do. But uh, if I were going to share Christ with... Uh, someone who was lost or even uh, have strayed from God, there's a few things that I would have to consider first. I'd have to consider the fact that we can't hold somebody responsible for Christian uh, action or attitude if they're not a Christian. If they haven't been saved, we can't hold them responsible to God's law. God, what God says is right or wrong. <clears throat> Secondly, if we have the opportunity to lead them to Christ, it's much easier if we've earned their trust. Uh, there's not many people you can just pull off the street and talk to uh, uh, without earning their trust for, first about God. Uh, people, you know, they'll stand in line for chocolate pie, but not many people get up and stand in line for a cup of vinegar. Uh, so sweet goes a whole, whole lot further than, than bitter. <clears throat> Our goal has to be resurrection, excuse me, restoration not alienation. So when uh, we're pointing out someone's sins and faults in their lives, we have to do so uh, in a loving manner. Uh, Christ said that uh, love was the most important command commandment, and we have to do so in a loving way. <clears throat> I want to point out a few proverbs this morning. There's, uh, I've could have listed uh, hundreds of proverbs on this exact subject, but uh, Proverbs uh, in, the Holy, in the Hebrew Bible as well as the Greek Septuagint, uh, the book of Proverbs is called uh, the Proverbs of Solomon. Not because Solomon wrote them all, but uh, most of the time uh, other writers in there were, were more than likely influenced by Solomon. And there's two themes in Proverbs, wisdom and folly. <clears throat> A wise man will hear, excuse me, let me give you the verse for First, Proverbs 1, 5 through 7, a wise man will hear and increase, and increase learning. 
A man of understanding will attain wise counsel to understand the proverb, understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but the fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 122, fools, how long will you love being ignorant? How long will you make fun of wisdom? How long will you hate knowledge? Proverbs 18.2, a fool has no delight in the understanding, but in the expressing of his own heart. <clears throat> God gives us standards, and for the most part, uh, we don't like to follow them. We don't like to be set to a standard of behavior, and that's why we, we often struggle in, a, uh, in our spiritual walks. But it's important that we, uh, <clears throat> if we want to stay in line with God, that we seek forgiveness often. Uh, I've said before up here that uh, compounded sins a whole lot easier to, or a whole lot harder to get get rid of than, than single sins. So if we go often, we ha we'll have a more likelihood of, of, of being successful. Isaiah 32, 6 says, For fools speak folly. Their hearts are bent on evil. They practice ungodliness, and they spend error concerning the Lord. They spread error concerning the Lord. The hungry... They leave empty, and the thirsty, they withhold water. All through the Bible, we see that fools can't understand the things of God. In the New Testament, Jesus speaks of this. In fact, he often speaks in parables. Uh, in his first parable, he gives an explanation uh, to his disciples uh, after the parable of the sower in Matthew. Matthew 13, 10, he's, he's going to explain this. The disciples come to him, and he says, uh, why do you speak to them in parables? Verse 11, Jesus begins to explain, <clears throat> because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. He continues in Matthew 13, 13 through 15, I speak to them in parables because seeing they do not believe and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them there is the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will not hear, and you shall not understand, and seeing you will not see and perceive, for the hearts of the people have grown dull. Their ears are hardening, hard of hearing, and, they, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and they hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I could heal them. We, as Christians, don't know who, who's going to be able to hear the word and who's not. Our job is to spread the word. We're not supposed to, be, uh, we're not supposed to think about who's going to receive it. Well, they're not going to receive it in any way because they're, uh, that's a biker. He ain't going to listen. There's bikers all over the world that are Christians, I promise you. <clears throat> the Spirit is responsible for the conviction and the in individual in, in us for the reaction. I asked Brother Rich one time uh, after he preached a message. Nobody had responded that day. And I said, uh, hey, does it ever bother you whenever uh, you preach a message like that and uh, nobody responds? And uh, he said, it's, it's not, not my job to worry about that. He said, my job is to preach the word. That's my only job. He said, I'm not supposed to change anybody's life. He said, I preach the word. And he said, I can lead them to Christ if they want to be led to Christ. But 
My job is to preach the word. <clears throat> Paul was an avid disciple maker, yet when he was in Athens, they called him a fool for sharing the gospel. Acts 17, 17 and 18 says, Therefore he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and with the Gentile worshipers and in the marketplace daily with those who happened to be there. <clears throat> then the, I don't really know how to say this, Epicurean, Ep and Stolic uh, philosophers encountered him, and some said, what does this blabber want to say? And others said, he seems to be a proclaimer of foreign gods because he preaches to them Jesus and the resurrection. I'd love to have a tenth of what Paul knew. He knew the Old Testament, two different languages, and uh, he taught the New Testament when they didn't even have a Bible for it. He was teaching it. Uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 8 says, And, a brethren, and, and brethren, uh, when I came to you, did not uh, come with excellence of speech, nor wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but uh, in demonstration of the spirit of power, that your faith should not be the wisdom of men, but the power of God. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing, but we speak wisdom of God in a mystery, and the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages of before the ages for the glory which is not, which is none of the rulers of this age knew for they had known they would have not have crucified Lord Jesus <clears throat> in order that we can carry the message of the gospel uh, we have to be fools for God we have to be unashamed fools for God not self self-doubting uh, defensive uh, not happy, not miserable, not poor, pitiful me, but happy, hope-filled fools. And people should be able to see that we are different than the world. <clears throat> are we willing to be fools for God? Can we find joy in what God's sent us to do in spite of being called fools? A lot of times, Christians will find themselves in a, in a situation to where they're around a bunch of sinners and they'll uh, hide their Christianity. I've done it before myself. <clears throat> but if we were to approach people and we uh, proclaimed uh, to know Christ, uh, things might be different. Uh, uh, if I said, hey, my name's James Epinette. I'm a dedicated follower of Jesus Christ. I might get looked at strange whenever I introduce myself, but... That would uh, knock out several, uh, several things you wouldn't even have to worry about because the people would know that uh, you're a Christian. They would act different around you, and you would act different because you'd made that proclamation. <clears throat> In 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10, Paul says, Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and needs and persecutions and distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, I am strong. Uh, 
The apostles were beaten and told not to speak the name of Jesus in Acts 5, 41 and 42. They departed from the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temples and every house they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. I can see this council after they had beaten them and uh, everything. I can, I can see them saying, man, these guys are out of their mind. We just, we just beat them and here they are preaching the, preaching the gospel. We just told them not to. Acts 16, 22 through 25, then a multitude rose up together against them. And the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rocks, with rods, excuse me. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them in the inner prison and fastened them, or fastened their feet into the stocks. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. They just got a beaten. And here they're singing uh, praises to God and praying. Uh, but through this, through this action, uh, the, the guy that was over the prison and his entire family was, was changed. They were uh, saved at that point. 1 Peter 4, 1 through 3, Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind, for he who also suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that, no, that he no longer should live the rest of the time in the flesh for the lust of men, but, he, but for the will of God. For we have spent enough, time, enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles. <clears throat> I began this morning with 1 Corinthians 3.18, and I'm not sure, uh, I'm going to read this again to you. Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you seems to be wise in this age, let them become a fool, but they might become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. <clears throat> so this, this scripture is telling us there's two kind of people here. The wise who will come to salvation... And the fools with the wisdom of this world who are lost and refuse to see the grace that uh, God's offering them. <clears throat> my, I just finished my fifth year in seminary, and <clears throat> through those five years, I've uh, had, a, had a common, common thought this, this entire time. And that common thought is, I, I, I am a fool. All this time, I've been studying the Bible. Five years straight, I've been studying the Bible. And there's so much, just unbelievable amount of information I have no idea about. Um, but then sometimes I think about uh, the, uh, all the apostles except for John were killed as a result of preaching the Bible. And uh, the, the careless way that I, I handle the word of God. <clears throat> you know, we, we uh, leave this, this place and we walk out to her car and most people throw the Bible in the back seat or set it on the side and uh, we'll leave it there uh, a lot of times for the entire week. And uh, I, I'm, I'm guilty myself. I don't leave mine out there for a week, but I'm guilty of uh, going without reading the Bible sometimes. But that, uh, if we really stop and think about it, we, 
we're responsible for the, uh, the things that Jesus Christ experienced on the cross, each one of us. <clears throat> we're the reason that uh, they mashed the, the thorns on, down on his head uh, as they laughed and spit on him, as the ran, blood ran down, and, down his face, as they lashed him until he was unrecognizable, as they drove stakes into his body. Each and every one of us were responsible. And it, it, it's hard to, uh, to get up here and talk, talk about people uh, uh, knowing that, uh, that I was guilty uh, of Jesus' death. And I think we, we often, we, we stop thinking about that. We, we've kind of put it to the back of our mind. We've heard it, a lot of us have heard it all of our lives. And we get numb to it. But if you really think about what, what we were responsible for, it's... it's, it's uh, is sickening, and I've, I've never uh, watched. Uh, uh, I've watched the pi Passion of the Christ, and I can't hardly watch it. It's, it's almost unbearable for me to watch it. <clears throat> but Jesus, we have to realize that Jesus chose that path. Jesus chose to go to the cross. <clears throat> this morning, we have two choices. Uh, we can leave here uh, as God's fool, or we can leave here as the world's fool, but uh, you have to, to think about it. You have to consider whether or not that uh, what Jesus did for you meant anything at all. Uh, you might be the one that's uh, living here today lost and totally satisfied with that. Uh, the Bible says every knee will bow. Every knee will bow. You might be saved and turn away from God, but uh, there's a way back to that narrow gate that leads to salvation or, or leads to glory. That, that gate's narrow, and there's a way back to it. So if you've, you've gotten away from serving God, then, then you can get back on that path. <clears throat> you might be looking for a church, and uh, by far, uh, Brother Rich is a far better uh, pastor than I or preacher than I am, but... Uh, uh, this is a great place to serve. There's people all through this church that uh, have expressed their, their support of me whenever sometimes I've, I've brought messages that probably think, my goodness gracious. But uh, whatever whatever God uh, has laid on your heart this morning, you you got one chance to, to listen to him. You might, not have, you might have next Sunday, but you might not. You might walk out those doors and have a wreck on the way home, and that would be the end of it. You know, I spoke about uh, members coming, uh, coming to us with, with problems that they've, they've had with us. I had a member come to me this morning uh, with a problem that she had, and uh, we discussed that problem, and everything was great. But had she not talked to me, I would never have known that there ever was a problem I was, or that she was related to that incident. Uh, but... Uh, <clears throat> If, if we don't speak to each other, if we continue the same actions week after week, the same, same things, wake up, go to work, go to bed, if we continue the same actions and we don't have any change, we're not living the way that, that God's called us to live. <clears throat> so, brother, uh, brother Bill, if you'll come forward, I'll pray for us, and uh, we'll have an invitation.